Hey, chiropractors and marketers. We are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Today, I'm actually going to do a solo round with you. I know I've been talking about it a lot, but we did a virtual summit for triathletes in my community. So as many of you know, I actually did a virtual marketing summit for chiropractors, and that was the first time I had run the software and did a, did a virtual summit. Uh, went really well, uh, actually very, very well. There were some you know, some bugs here and there, but overall went uh, really, really good. And then, so I, my goal has been to run two each year in my community. And so we'll discuss that for you today. Before we do that, one of the obstacles that I'm having currently is cleaning up my Google drive. You know, I try to give you a, a win an obstacle and a Facebook spotlight each week. And uh, this week is I'm really doing, we've got so many documents in the company and I'm trying to really devise a, a nice Google drive for the two practices and everything else and getting things from all the other locations where I actually know where they're at, but no one else would. And so I am in the process of cleaning up my Google drive, making it very streamlined. And that way all of my team members can get to all the information they need to. And so it's a, it's a work in progress, but it's getting there. The Facebook spotlight for this week actually was a nice post. And I think this is a really good potential marketing strategy for folks because I think it's going to help save lives because what's happening is, and I don't mean that in that typical, you know, chiropractic saves lives things that we hear about, but uh, you know, it can, because uh, someone had posed a question about, um, I'm just going to read the question from Chase Johnson is, how would you go about marketing better to help with your area's opioid crisis? The county I am in is ranked first in in Missouri and 30th in the country for number of opioid prescriptions. Obviously, this is a good market to target, but how? And obviously, it's this is a worthwhile venture just to, again, literally save lives and make a big difference because the headline that he had posted as far as the article, Washington Post, companies shipped 1.6 billion opioids to Missouri from 2012 to 2017. Yeah, that's 1.6 billion opioids. Uh, that's staggering, obviously. And so there's some replies in there. And, and really what there is, is a lot of good information on, honestly, the crisis that we have in this and the deaths and and all that. And so trying to help this particular population is is very, very needed and can be very, very helpful. So check that out. It's a nice one. There, um, Dr. Jay Greenstein had left a lot of good links in there. So check that out. It's really helpful information. I read through those. Uh, very good. So highly recommend the Facebook group, obviously, with the same name. If you're not a member, check that out. We've got a lot of good information going on in there. All right. So then the win, the win is actually the virtual summit that we had. I was actually able to concurrently run two campaigns. One was the Chiropractic Success Academy, which was a big deal. And then also this virtual summit for triathletes in my community. So I kind of did a double whammy there, you know, still growing my practice, but also trying to work with, with chiropractors. And I was able to pull both of them off and, um, I uh, didn't kill myself doing it, so it worked out pretty well, and I was pretty pleased with all of the results of it. So what I wanted to discuss today, that kind of leads us right into the virtual summit. You know, right out of the gates, I don't think this is for everybody. Uh, there is a price tag to the summit. I was, uh, I'm not a, an affiliate of it or anything, but I was a beta tester, so I paid a a lower price 
than what it is. Uh, I think the price now is like 997 for the year, which still is a, is a bargain if you're going to run a handful of these. There's a monthly cost too, but I think it's obviously more cheaper for the year if you pay up front. But I think for a lot of practices, it would be worth it. I know it is for mine. I would pay that price for the results that I got, especially if I'm going to do two or three of these a year. I think, I mean, you could do one a quarter for sure. If you weren't doing a lot of other things, I think two is reasonable. I think three is definitely doable and probably a good number. My goal is to do, uh, I did the one for injury prevention and performance uh, for triathletes. It's a big niche of mine. And I'm going to do one for golfers towards the end of the year when we get into the winter months of South Florida, which is high golf uh, season for us. So obviously, whenever you do a, a campaign, and if you're targeting a particular patient population, you want to make sure that it's the right time of it. Like I, I would be uh, making a big mistake if I did the golfing one this time of year uh, in South Florida. So obviously, take that in consideration. The name of the software is Virtual Summits. So it's pretty simple. <laughs> And uh, it's very user-friendly, you know, it's um, very easy to do it. You, you basically, it guides you to fill out this particular information and then it even generates a landing page for you so people can register there. Uh, I think some of you that have checked out the Virtual Summit back in February, you're familiar with that. And so as you plug in the speakers and so like a, these summit essentials, you plug in the sum, summit information you check out like there's different landing page options you want, like design types, and it does it for you. You add in the speakers, the speaker bio, the presentation, there's different membership levels. Then there's a schedule, like when do you want this to come out? What speaker order? There's a section on speaker reminders, like to remind them to get the presentation to you or the bio. And it gives you a, a summit progress chart of percentage of complete. And you don't necessarily have to do a hundred percent. Like for me, I think I, I got to 71% because I didn't add a bunch of these summit enhancers like sponsorship tiers for this or certain bonuses and shopping carts. And I'll go over some of that with you as well. But there's a lot of options. It's pretty user-friendly. If you're not tech savvy at all, it'd probably be a little bit challenging, but you could get someone to do it for you. And so it's not too bad to do that. So let's break down what I wanted to do. I think first off is you got to get a niche and you want to target that that is obviously something that is congruent with what your practice style is. If you don't work with triathletes at all, um, it may be tough for you. But if you want to get into triathlete world, then maybe it's a good start to do that. And essentially, what I had three goals for this virtual summit. And one was I wanted to connect with the experts. So I had, I was going to have eight. So one of the pitfalls that I ran into was the last minute one of my swimming instructors bailed. So instead of having eight presentations, I had seven. I was one of them. So I had six other experts and they range from a shoe fitting foot biomechanics person. And I did this all locally. Obviously it's a virtual summit and you could get experts from all over the world to do this for you. But you, you know, obviously you're trying to build your community. So you want to find local experts in my opinion. So I found a local shoe store foot guy. We had a fitness group. That's also a sponsor of the triathlon group. I talked about injury prevention guidelines and certain aspects of that. We had a nutritionist for pain control. We had a bike fitting person. We had a tri coach discuss uh, stuff. So we kind of ran the gamut. We also had a running uh, biomechanics like technique person. So we really hit the main things. I think the only thing again, we missed was the swimming part of it, which was a little bit disappointing, but it was okay. So my number one goal was to connect with these experts, right? Kind of that law of reciprocity. I'm going to give them a, 
I mean, they're going to put some effort into it. Obviously, they had to put the presentation together and a deadline. They'd agreed to it. They weren't getting paid or anything like that. But obviously, I'm putting, I'm giving them a platform to show their wares and and their expertise and build their know, like, and trust. So they are, and, and I, I had to put in most of the work, obviously. So they really were appreciative of that. And so that one is you get that law of reciprocity with potential referral sources, right? Like I mentioned, a lot of people that work, all those six other experts work with a lot of. Uh, runners and triathletes. So it's uh, it's a good referral source. So that was one. I would say two was the know, like, and trust of my presentation. And there's two ways of looking at it. And there's the expert angle and there's also the host angle. For instance, um, let's take a, a podcast, right? Like uh, Tim Ferriss, he kind of does both. He's an expert, obviously, but he's also got that host credibility. And then there's other people like, um, you know, for a long time, a Lewis Howes was mostly just a host and he got a lot of recognition based on that. He wasn't really an expert in anything, but he was just a good host. But by way of hosting good interviews, he got a lot of credibility. And so when you put on the virtual summit, obviously I'm going to get the expert aspect of it because I gave a 40-minute presentation, but I'm also going to get the host one. Like, oh, wow, you know, he knows all these experts and he has access to this. And so it really was a high level of know, like, and trust in my community. So that was good. And then three was I wanted to get people to register and obviously get their email addresses and then retarget them. Uh, we had 129 people uh, sign up. That's not counting some of the chiropractors that signed up, just probably looking to see what I'm doing. So that's fine. But I kind of removed them. So I know most of their names. But yeah, we had 129 people, which was really nice. And then when you had these six other experts marketing it and promoting it, and all of a sudden you just get all this easy, easy cross promotion that ends up spreading like wildfire. And, I'll, and it's such a kind of a novel idea to get good content out. You know, I talk a lot about content marketing and that's the real substance. And then the other things are just the vehicle, right? Like if we, again, use the analogy of the content is the fuel and then the vehicle is just how do you get that content out there? Facebook, Instagram, virtual summit, a podcast, things like that, right? So the virtual summit's just a, a, a nice novel way of gathering content in one organized manner and getting it out there. And so uh, those were my goals with that. I achieved that. I got a lot of good feedback from people. And uh, overall, I was very happy with this marketing campaign that we did. So that was um, kind of in a nutshell, you know, how we did it. Some of the other things, I want to contrast what I did. Again, a lot of you went through the virtual marketing summit with me so I want to contrast the two because I did it differently in my community. So my goals being those three things would then lead to an indirect financial gain. Obviously, we look for ROI on everything is for people to come in as patients. So that's how I benefit from a financial standpoint, because obviously we're all in business, was for them to become patients. So with that said, I did not upsell them or any kind of upgrades for the lifetime access. So I set it to no upgrade where they had to watch it in those two days, spilled out, you know, dripped out kind of like two in the morning on, on a Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, then two Thursday morning and then one Thursday afternoon. So those were the seven presentations. If I had to do it over again, I probably would have just done it on a Saturday, Sunday uh, instead of on a weekdays for this particular campaign. Part of my original thinking was, ah, oh, these are a lot of triathletes that are training on the weekends so I didn't want to do that. So I made it a week weekdays, but I would probably revisit that aspect of things. When I ran the virtual summit, 
you know, it was a lot of hard work for the, the marketing summits that a lot of the chiropractors signed up. Um, I had 500 chiropractors sign up for that one, but obviously there needed to be some financial ROI to pay for the marketing spend, the effort. I mean, that one, the 12 interviews I did with other experts in marketing was pretty substantial. So, and that reason, that's why I had the upgrade for the lifetime access. And we did make a little bit of money off that. So my goal with that was to, I had similar goals, but at the same time, I was like, okay, I need to be compensated a little bit for the effort that was put into such a big undertaking as the virtual marketing summit was. You got to look at it from that perspective. I believe with a campaign locally in your community, I would stay away from charging anybody. And then what I ended up doing was I made it only accessible on that Wednesday and Thursday and didn't tell anybody that they'd have lifetime access to it because I wanted it to have like a buzz around those two particular days. And it was, which was nice. And then the next morning I sent out an email. The cool thing about the summit is that when people register, you obviously you have their emails and you can put it into one list. And so I emailed them, letting them know that I was able to click a button and give everybody lifetime access uh, to it. Because uh, again, the goal is just to get that content out, not make money on the upgrade. So I did do that for them. And people were pretty appreciative of that because, you know, a lot of like, like, oh, I was great. I missed one of them and I really wanted to watch it or I wanted to rewatch some because it was pretty detailed. So it worked out really well with that. Um, and then my next step is going to be, I'll, I'll send some thank you cards to my six experts thanking them for this. They put their, a lot of effort into it and they brought, they brought really high value content. Uh, so it was nice. So that was the, the virtual summit that I did for my community. Uh, again, I'm going to do another one at the end of the year, probably fine tune a few things. Um, I spent, I think give you an idea on, on money. I spent $273 on Facebook and different ads on that. And, and that was good. I promoted it to my email list. I promoted it to the triathlon group I'm a part of, the closed Facebook group. I shared it on Instagram. Obviously, we got a lot of spread through the different experts. So that was really how we promoted it and really targeted, obviously, hyper-targeted triathletes, runners, cyclists, swimmers for this in, in my Facebook ads targeting. So that was how I got this out there. And it was um, uh, overall effective. I, I think 129 signups was good. You know, if you think about it, if you held a live event, I do think live events have a lot more value than virtual summits, but live events are obviously so much harder and just, I mean, it's such a different undertaking. But if you had 129 people show up to a live event locally on this, think about how happy you would be. Uh, you would probably get, you know, 30 people to sign up and 12 that showed up and you're frustrated. So uh, this is a, a, an easier way to get higher numbers. I probably would have promoted it maybe another week longer before, maybe put in probably $400 spend on this one. But other than that, I think overall, I was pretty pleased with it. And one thing that I always do, and this is a strategic coach tool, is it's called the um, experience transformer. And so it's just like, okay, you did something. Now let's write out what went, what were some of the things that were good, bad, you know, and, and couldn't be improved. And so I'm going to definitely sit down and go through an experience transformer and see, okay, where can I have made it better the next time? Because it's always trying to get better. And so you want to write down, you know, okay, what was the situation? This was a virtual summit. What worked? Write all those things out. What didn't work? And then you just write out the improvement ideas. Like, what are you going to do to improve those things that didn't work and make it better uh, next time? I did this for the virtual marketing summit back in February. 
I'm going to be doing another one of those in November. This one's going to be a virtual marketing and business summit uh, for chiropractors. And so, you know, look out for that one as well. But ultimately, it, it was a success. And if you have any questions, feel free to, to post in the, in the Facebook group and we can dive into some more of the uh, specifics. So that's this week's episode. I hope you have a great week in practice. If you feel like you are at the point where, you know, this could be something that you want to make a part of your, your yearly marketing plans in your community, then uh, let's talk about it. All right. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.